you know, when I first saw it to all the boys I've loved before, who who thought this was going to be a trilogy, you know? Like maybe people who have read the book and I, I don't know if the book even has like sequels, do they? It does, yeah. I'm, I'm, I have to assume that Netflix was thinking about this in terms of a trilogy. Like I, I think everything they do, they, they're thinking, could this be a trilogy? Um, so I, I, I'm not sure. surprised in the least that, that this became a trilogy. But nevertheless, considering how small scale the story is, uh, it is impressive that this is a trilogy, but I'll, I'll let you speak more to that right well, now. That's, that's the thing, isn't it? It's like you finish the first movie and like, Abby, you've only seen the first film. So it's just Will and I talking about this one. Um, and like, you have to be wondering to yourself, well, what else is there? <laughs> like, where, where does the story go from here by the end of the first? We can lightly spoil the first film. It's, it's mainly about uh, a young woman played by uh, Lana Condor. Uh, her character is Lara Jean and she has written these love letters to her crushes over the years. They all get sent out by her precocious little sister. And then things happen and she gets into this like fake relationship with Noah Centineo's character, Peter Kavinsky. And I mean, come on, you know what the deal is that they're going to, you know, their fake relationship is maybe going to turn into a real one, isn't it? What? So yeah. <laughs> I watch Bridgerton. What? I know how this works. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, Bridgerton be like, uh, you know, the formula must continue. Um, but yeah, Abby, uh, you saw you saw just the first one. What, what was your take on that film? I liked the first one fine. I thought it was cute. Uh, I am not against seeing uh, numbers two and three. I know they've gotten a pretty warm reception from from uh, fans and critics alike. I wouldn't call myself a a, a rabid to all the boys fan, uh, but. I, I appreciate it. I think it's nice to have cute, fun, romantic things to watch on Netflix when you're feeling that way. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was my, like when I first saw the the first one, we were at a different time in 2018. We were coming off of like a rom-com drought. Not that there weren't rom-coms, but the, they just didn't have that. We, we were just starting to get the more like cozy rom-coms that are still kind of artistically interesting to some degree you know they're just a notch above like the hallmark channel kind of thing that just feels aggressively safe like insultingly safe and i i, I like that first one a lot i think it's it's the best of the trilogy just because it's the most complete standalone film and i think that that gives it a lot of merit uh the second film i thought was definitely a downgrade i was like a b minus on it you know like not bad or anything. It just kind of goes to places that, uh, I, to this day, are debated between John Agroni and Will Ashton. Include, did she pick the right boy? You know that kind of thing. I think Will. I don't want to give away your thoughts on that. Well, and I think. I, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. I, I I do think that John Ambrose was the way to go, and you know, <laughs> who am I to tell a young woman what she needs to do? But I mean, I, I think that was the better direction, in my opinion. Which I don't understand because we, Will Ashton has conceded on this very show that Noah Centineo's smile is enough to give a you know teenage Peter Parker radioactive spider powers. It's that powerful. Uh, regardless, uh, the the second movie, of course, is just kind of a continuation of their love story. The third film, I think, is actually a bit better. So it actually kicks things off with uh, we're we're kind of in the senior year, the spring of the senior year of our main characters and Lara Jean and Peter are going strong, but you know, there's a big wide world out there and uh, you know, there's plenty of movies that are about what happens with the high school sweetheart relationship when they got to go off to college. And we find out there is a plan for them to go to the same school, but 
you know, Laura Jean's kind of wondering, is that the right choice? Should I be, you know, going to this school just because the boy is over here? You know, should I be going on a different adventure? And I actually found something kind of warm and satisfying about that direction of the story. One that I actually did feel like was a good progression from the first one, whereas the second one I feel like was just kind of stalling for time almost of like, you know, drawing oh, out, okay. you know, this love story to a weird degree. Uh, what, what, what did you think though, Will Ashen? Um, well, I'm the opposite on you on the second film in that I think the second one is a noted upgrade from the, the first film, with the exception Nonsense. of, I, I, which with the exception that I think the first film is the best directed of these. Like, I don't, I don't think the direction is necessarily poor in the second or third film, but it's not quite as strong or not quite as inspired, I think, as the first movie comparatively. But um, otherwise, I think the second movie has a little bit more uh, developed stakes. Like, I think the relationships are a little bit more interesting there. Um, it, it kind of avoids some of the formulas while also playing to some others that I think are amusing. But then again, I have to think back on when I saw the second film and that one I had the chance to see in theaters with an audience. And, you know, I, I got to see, you know, everyone kind of getting sucked into it and, and getting taken by the romance of it. And I am wondering, even though these are, like you said, like kind of comfort food films for Netflix in a good way, I am wondering if they are kind of meant to be for an audience. Like you're kind of supposed to be watching these with a bunch of people and getting sucked into them. But I don't know. I mean, I, I can only speak for the experiences I had. But um, I will say that this movie, I think I similar to you, like I, I was a little uh, put off at first the beginning because like you're, you were suggesting, like this is probably the first time where a trilogy capper has the least amount of stakes in a trilogy. Like this first, third film, it, it's mostly uh, pretty grounded. Like it, it's established that Peter and Laura Jean are, are pretty settled in their relationship. It's not so much a matter of will they, but rather are they willing to go the extra mile or extra several miles to cement their relationship with long distance um, which I think, you know, at first I was kind of like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it just doesn't really seem as interesting to me to, to follow that part of their relationship. But I agree with you that I think once I settled into its groove and, and kind of got along with it, um, I was I was in willing to indulge the film and I think get sucked into it because it is a lot more grounded, a lot more character focused. And it's not quite as playing into some of the contrived stuff that we saw in the first two films not to say that it's not without some of that stuff but i think it's willing to avoid some of those trappings to be a lot more about their central relationship and just kind of focus on their performances and you know like you said kind of developing some sense of finality to it that that doesn't feel as uh, extensive or trying to like kind of route this out for another film or two and i i think by the end I, I think most of these movies or I, I guess all of them are about the same level in terms of like quality but I think this one I like a little bit more in the first, but not as much as the second one. But by and large, I think it's they're all pretty decent films. And, you know, they're not my favorite trilogy by any stretch of the imagination. But I think what they're able to do, they do well. And that's, I think, primarily thanks to the lead performance from, I forget the actress's name, but... Um, Lara Condor. Lara Condor. And I think she's really the key to these movies working because her performance is so bubbly and endearing and, and, and personable in a way that I think is able to help over like cope gloss over some of the shortcomings of the the storytelling and, and make this character feel fully fleshed out and uh someone you want to root for despite kind of the low stakes that are happening with her character but yeah i mean i think it's fine for what it is that's pretty much where i land on by and large i i think um first of all that it's kind of amusing I'm gonna break the fourth wall here that like 
Abby is sitting here as these two hopeless romantic dudes are like arguing about a romantic comedy. Um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything, but yes, it is a little <laughs> odd, but that's okay. You yeah. do you. Hey, I mean, but that's, that is kind of indicative of like what I think is really nice about these films is the fact that like, while we were like, Will and I were kind of watching this at the same time because, you know, friendship goals, but it was one of those things where, you know, I, I we're literally like arguing and like, you know, we're so invested in these characters. Like I'm putting into Google is like, okay, but if she goes to this school, like it's not that long of a drive. Okay. Like without traffic, she can get there. Like it's silly stuff like that, that I think is what endears me the most to this, that I feel like that connection. I think it is because of Lana Condor's performance, but also just the direction of this thing. It doesn't infuse, uh, or it doesn't force like high stakes into it, but it instead introduces, like Will said, like the you know, seemingly low stakes of like, okay, well, will this work long distance? And like, are they going to get what they want? But then it adds like some actual layers to it. it. I think those layers come in the form of, we see that like, so far, Peter Kavinsky has been kind of a perfect boyfriend character. He's endlessly supportive and it hasn't examined too many of his flaws, which I found, you know, that was one of my main criticisms in the second film is like, it's almost like the, the films are too scared to make him because he's so likable. It's like they don't want him to be too much of a jag off. But then in this film, there is this new complexity added of like, there actually is a flaw to how supportive he is. There is a drawback to that. And that's his you know, his aban- he has abandonment issues and we've, we've, you know, learn a little bit more of like how some of his family life, you know, actually does speak to why he is so loyal, why he is so supportive and how that can actually create a toxic, you know, aspect of this relationship that could poison it. And I, I when I was watching the film and that happened, I was like, man, this is a lot more insightful than I was expecting. You know, I was kind of thinking this would be sort of like a victory lapse movie. That's like, we're just going to really cover you know, the fact that people really like these movies isn't that fun and then just have a big party of a movie and that's it. But instead, they, they actually took a, a few interesting risks. I mean, it's not a risky movie overall, but I I still found myself pretty entertained and moved by uh, these crazy kids and what they're going to what they're going to do next. I, I got to say, this is, I think this is a really good trilogy. And I think you're right. Well, that it's uh, they're all three films are pretty similar in quality. So that's, that's it. That's, that's my full take on this film. I mean, I'm just going to put my grade out there. I'm a, I am a solid B like I'm a high B minus. I think the first film B second film, solid B minus third film, high B minus. They're all kind of in the same little zone though. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think moved is a word that, that came to mind for me, but I, I do think, like you said, there is something weirdly kind of gratifying about being invested in this relationship that feels at this point fairly lived in and sincere. And I, I do think that while people give Noah, can't, is it Cento or how do you pronounce Centineo. it? Centineo. Um, I, I think people give him a lot of gruff because he plays kind of the same character in a bunch of things. I mainly haven't seen his other movies outside of this, I think, except for um, Charlie's Angels. But Perfect um, Date is the other one that I think yeah, I didn't see that one. to. Right. But I will say, I mean, like, I, I don't think he's an amazing actor or anything, but I think of the three films, this is probably his best performance. And I think it's partly because, like you said, um, he's given a little bit more grounded stakes. His character's a little bit more fleshed out beyond just being like the, uh, you know, almost comically perfect boyfriend at times to the point where like, he, he does kind of feel like this like plush toy of a man that's just like going around and, and like just trying to be hugged and, <laughs> and all this stuff. But um, yeah, I mean, I think. Like I said, like the stuff Sorry, that works. I can't Plush toy of a man is like the perfect description. You like that one? <laughs> Sorry, that was really that was really inspired. Well, well done. Oh uh, well, thank you. But um, like I said, I think I think it's not so much that it's doing a lot better. It's just that I think 
what works carried over here enough. And they're willing to be a little bit more risk taking in terms of allowing the characters be a little bit more authentic and have some kind of jagged edges here that that make the relationship seem a little bit more sincere by this point in in this in the trilogy. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I think if we're rating all the films, like I think the first one was like a low B minus for me. The second one was a high B minus, and this one's a pretty comfortable B minus. Like I, I don't, I think they're all about the same in terms of quality. Like I said, but I, I think this one, I, I was agreeable with it. I think what works about it, I, I was endeared to, but I don't think these movies are really doing much that that stand out compared to the other. But I think compared to like from what I've heard, like the Kissing Booth movies, like this is a little bit more uh, wholesome and endearing. Like I, I've heard those ones and some of the other ones that that are meant to appeal to the same audience don't quite work. Uh, for the Those same films reason. just aren't sanitary if you ask sure. me that's yeah i mean especially in COVID times um but yeah i mean yeah i, I think it's fine like i like i said i i don't think i'm gonna be thinking back on this trilogy a lot but i enjoyed my time with them and like i said i think it is fun to get a little bit invested in these these like kind of uh you know endearing teenagers who just want want to do right by each other and, and want to have a relationship against the odds and you know who am i to stop them i, I hope things work out i don't think it will but you know maybe oh, maybe you're honest yeah you, you think it's gonna work out for them after this uh i don't really care i don't i don't sure. think that's the point you know <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> i think the point is that they you know they're gonna do what's right for them and they're gonna support each other whether they're together or apart and uh i feel like abby is just like what, what this is, is this? adorable i'm loving this we're recording this on valentine's day so this is all yeah, very yeah. appropriate conversation absolutely I just, I just think it's funny that you're just like oh i really like this i'm really invested and then when I ask you if you care if they get together or stay together, you're just, oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. I care more about them individually, the fict- the fictional characters, than I do them as a couple. I don't think they sure. need to be together to be happy necessarily. And I, I yeah. think that is a, one of the the points of the movie. I think they they could have made better, actually. But sure. regardless, that's why I'm like a B minus on it, not like a yeah. B. But we're, well, yeah. Likewise, yeah. Great Valentine's Day movie. Great soundtrack as usual. I mean, I, I did joke with Will a little bit off the air about how like this movie is constantly playing music. Yeah. Like there's literally like a subplot about them finding their song. There's like music when she's walking upstairs. There's music when like just the most mundane things are happening. But at least the music itself is pretty good. So I, you know, I was I'm not gonna lie. I was saving I was saving some songs to library. Um, I'll, I'll put it out there. You adding some uh, Oasis to your <laughs> Spotify playlist after this? You know what? I was I was really nervous that that was going to be a really cringe worthy choice, like which Oasis sure. song she's going to play, and I was like, okay, that's okay. They, which that one? Which one is it? That's important. It's it important to me. It which wasn't Oasis Wonderwall. Song? That's good. Uh, it, yeah, it wasn't was. Wonderwall. It was. Um, I think the first song. I forget the name of it. It's the first song in that album, I think. Um, which is always, always gets overlooked. So okay. that's why I was kind of like, okay, you know, I, and it makes sense. It's the first song she plays in the playlist. So mm-hmm. there you go. That's I. I can I can get behind that. To all the boys, always and forever is now available to stream on Netflix. And uh, yeah, I think it's like a, it's definitely a recommendation. If you like the first two movies, you know, you know what the deal is. If you watch the first one and you're like Abby and you're like, whatever, um, it, may, it may not be worth like seeking out necessarily, but uh, I don't think people will be disappointed overall. Uh, and also the film's not too long. It's a little under two hours. Thank you so much for listening to our show. Be sure to subscribe to Cinemaholics on your favorite podcast app of choice or find us on YouTube. See you all next time.